breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. That's right, you're listening to The Glitter Boys. Welcome back to another episode of The Glitter Boys. We're finally recording again. Yay! We knew you were waiting for it. Uh, we are continuing our look through the Rifter series. Uh, today, it's me, NPC, and Matthew is joining us, and Jacob is joining us. We got a nice little trio here. Uh, I love it when you get the whole group together. It's, it's a wonderful day. Yes. Yep. Rifter number 10. It's a hard... Hard follow up from nine and a half. Yeah, I was just gonna say that the nine and a half was such brilliance. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was such a comedic thing, and then it's like, oh right, okay, back yeah. back to the real stuff. Yeah, and Rifter Ten opens up pretty early on with the the, the explanation of what happened. Uh, I believe, yeah, well, starting over here on page nine, Wayne Smith dazed and confused, or no, no, I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it looks like Kevin hatched this whole damn thing, and they managed to pull it off, and there were a couple of, oops, oh, fuck, we might not, but then it managed to push through anyway. Did it feel like it was it was less of, of a reaction than such a thing deserved? Like, this was in print. I have a copy. Like, it, his reaction was like, oh, uh, and I mean, they, they, they labored for hundreds, hundreds of hours putting this together. Thousands of dollars were spent. Yeah, yep. Just didn't feel like enough. Yeah. Uh, the Rifter became a registered trademark in this, and I'd like to note that the rest of them are not followed by the registered trademark. They are followed mm-hmm. by the old TM. Yep. Well, we got some art. We got some welcome to another piece of my mind from Kevin Sabita, like we do at the beginning of all of these things. Uh, the formula by this point is pretty established. Yeah. I really like the, uh, the opening art by Johnson. I don't know who Johnson is, but... The, uh, the 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 uh, village being stormed by the coalition, like right right on the the beginning. Yes. What, what, yes. Like, oh, that's uh, Johnson. Yeah, I'm not familiar with their work, but Johnson. I don't. That that's weird. Are we sure that's not Bro? Because it looks like Wayne Bro. It's right under the guy who's holding his head and screaming with a with a really fierce stash. <laughs> well, like the, yeah, the mechanic stash. There's nobody in the credits with the last name of Johnson. I so, know. if any of you have uh, a knowledge, your listener of who did this, I it looks looks like Wayne Bro style to me, but I could be wrong. Yep. So anyway. Any thoughts on this, guys, before we dive into the content? I, I hope you have fun. This does have an awful lot of uh, Heroes Unlimited in it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you going to be okay? Should no, we? I'm fine. Okay. I, I think this is actually a pretty good book. Okay. Um, this one has a couple of footnotes worth of blurbs of text here that I think are important to mention. So, uh, on page 12 and 13 talks about the upcoming Palladium Fantasy source books. Now, again, this is at the time that this was made, which was 2000. And the final note on that is, will we ever see Wolfen Wars or Old Kingdom? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> we never saw Wolfen Wars. We, we saw the the Wolfen Empire book, which was mostly just the, the two adventures in the Northern Wilderness books mm-hmm. put together and reprinted without as cool art. 
Old Kingdom has never happened. And that makes me sad because that's the book of all the Palladium Fantasy Zones of all of the regions. The one I am most interested in is the Old Kingdom. Yeah. It's it's where so much of the world's history is rooted, or at least the relevant parts of the world's history, and we still don't have a book on it. And it's really sad. Really sad to me. Did we get the, the library at Bletherad? Yes. It's a pretty good book. Yeah. I, I imagine it is. Most of them are, with the exception of uh, <clears throat> England. But um, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel seen. But I, <laughs> I want to talk about like the names. I, I think I've briefly touched on it before, but whenever you write something, do you agonize over names? I agonize over names. Me? No, no, no. Names, names come it, to me pretty quickly. It all is case dependent. Um, it, 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 part of it is based on my writing process on that mm-hmm. particular process. Um, everything like Delta Green ga- adventures I write. And usually start with a name and the soundtrack song for it uh-huh. and goes from there with, and that's when I start gelling things together mm-hmm. from whatever, whatever loose ideas, uh, for my freelance writing projects, I usually, you know, I, it, the, the name is whatever code I'm working right. on from whoever I'm doing it uh, for the articles that I write for journals. Uh, usually I handle the title last right? once I have it completed and then tag it with a title that sums it up good. So it, it I'm all over the map with that. I just, I don't like Bletherad. That, that feels like, God, I need a name. I need a name. And the dog farts and sneezes at the same time. And you're like, Bletherad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It has a very Slavic feel that I do appreciate, though. Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I don't know. I just like there. There are names that that are that are great. Like, and then there's like, uh, like every, every everyone knows. Like, like for example, Conan. Conan is a good, strong name. Conan. Bletherad. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you think about it, Bletherad reeks of like age. And antiquity to a certain degree. It's the blef. The, the errad is strong. I agree with the yeah. ending. What if we're mispronouncing it? What if it's blatharad? I like that. I like yeah. that too. Blatharad. That blatharad. you know, a little bit more of a yeah. Hungarian note on it. I like. Yeah. That. Yeah. Boy, did my like West Coast America show up? Blatharad. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. It's, that's how I've so always tell, pronounced it. So, where in Northern California yeah. are you from? No. <laughs> Fuck right. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on, we've got our nice of the dinner table strip here. I honestly, this is before we move on too far. Yeah, what are the glitter boys writing on under Bletherid? Are those glitter tanks? <laughs> they look like glitter tanks, and where are the glitter tanks? They're they're uh, knights, right? They they deserve a steed. Well, this is an advertisement for the Free, free Quebec, Quebec. Book, yeah, which is did not basic. Have it. It, what? No, it did. Yeah, Free Quebec. Uh, Free Quebec is a book. Oh, no, no, no. It didn't have the steed. Oh, well, essentially, it's a, uh, and you get a glitter boy, and you get a glitter boy, and (laughs) you get a glitter boy kind of book where they, that's the book where the glitter boys officially stop being special. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Nice at the dinner table. Uh, So far, we've still got one in every issue. And in my opinion, this is one of the weaker ones. It's, uh, agreed, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan, but yeah. agreed. In in two ways, it's one of the weaker ones. Yeah. I actually grabbed a couple other issues, and I, I don't know what's up with this particular issue, but it's one of the 
lesser print qualities mm-hmm. for the Knights of the Dinner Table. Yeah. This is probably done with like just really low key scanners. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it was run off a Xerox copier yeah. from the mid 80s. Like, yeah. th- there are some that are great. The Bag Wars saga, fantastic. Um, all about a war that you, you'd never shove a minion in a huge bag of holding. Okay. Cause they'll take your shit. Um, yeah. Like, this is just garbage. It's yeah. It it seems like a cast off strip. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Let's move forward to the actual content. We start off with some palladium fantasy stuff. The magic of science. I enjoyed this article. I love this article. I want to play this because I mean, you've played with me before, you know what I do. Yeah, Yeah. 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 This is, this is me. In fantasy, I have so much fun with the idea of the tinkerer. This is essentially the gnome character mm-hmm. class. <laughs> the, yeah. the classic D&D gnome made into a character. This is the tinkerer. They don't have any magical ability. It's all chemistry mm-hmm. and demolitions and metalworking and <laughs> art drafting. Yeah. They're pretty this is a pretty good character class. It's balanced. They don't really get all that much in the way of like weird skills. And by weird, I mean, why does this character have boxing and martial arts? Kind Agreed. Of stuff? Yeah. 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 It's. But they do have chemical weapons and explosives. Yeah. 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 And machines are, and gadgets. This okay. is, a, I think this one fits in very well. It's steampunky and I like it. Yep. 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 It, it's also kind of a weird subversion of the uh, Dragonlance Tinker gnomes, which yeah. I do yeah. appreciate. All right, so next we have one that Jacob was trying to convince me to let him play. I'm so sad. <laughs> the Changeling oh, Lord, Metamorph. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scary Bat Guy is just... <laughs> this one is... I'm less impressed by this one. Yeah, especially with, like, the six toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's just wrong. What it looks to me, though, is that this is not a race. This is a class, a racial character class. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is a changeling who has fully devoted themselves to this set of abilities. Yep. Because it doesn't mention them playing in any other class. So this, if we ever do an episode talking about the difference between a race and an RCC, mm-hmm. this is a good example of one. Where it's both. It's- no, no, this is straight up a class. Right. This is... Yeah, this is straight up the an RCC instead of a playable race. Yeah, yeah. Loving the thing after that for Heroes Unlimited. Oh, the Gestalt. Yeah, this uh, was surprisingly cool to me. I am yeah. Legion. So, as someone with a fair bit of experience with Heroes Unlimited, mm-hmm. uh, I was a little less than impressed. It on reading it through it, I grabbed both my first and second edition copies of Heroes Unlimited and was like looking back and yeah. forth. I see a lot of cool ideas in here, but they didn't, it was like someone came up with a whole bunch of cool ideas who had a pretty decent understanding of Heroes Unlimited, but didn't think of how it fit together with everything else already on the table from Heroes Unlimited. And and there's a couple places where they build out systems that already exist. Yeah. But overall, concept, love it, execution, it's about a six on a one to ten scale. I just think it's in the wrong system. This this should have been in Palladium Fantasy as well, as a, a, a mystical melding or a magical experiment gone horribly wrong. I could see it easily adapted to multiple yes. of them. Like you could adapt this. Well, okay, taking a step back, 
What the guest stall is, dear listener, is it is a set of powers for you to play a character who is actually multiple characters who combine their abilities, such as Captain Fucking Planet. Yep. This or is, Voltron. Or yes, or Voltron. The thing about Voltron is Voltron seems to be almost like a footnote here. At the end, there, there's yeah. very few details, no mechanical data whatsoever. There is a really cool picture, but we get a lot more detail on the superpower version of the Gestalt, which right. seems to essentially be Captain Planet. Yep. Yeah. I, I do want to make one quick uh, comment because there's many types of Gestalts listed here, and one being the human psychic Gestalt. Mm-hmm. And whoever wrote that one read so much Psy Force by oh, I was Marvel. Going in, com- I was going in Marvel a different Comics. direction. But yeah, they, they, like even down to the, the art they chose for it, it is so Psy Force by Marvel Comics. It's mm-hmm. just hysterical. I, I got uh, the Elric of Malini Bone. Where the the eternal champions merge mm-hmm. and overcome the cosmic horrors, like the the we're not talking little gods, we're talking big gods. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty years from this date, this could be looked at as Steven Universe inspiration. Oh yeah, like playing gems who combine into the bigger gems. Yeah, I love the concept. Uh, I honestly do, and it's what I like about it is that it's something new mm-hmm. um, that hasn't been done in. Like I'm sure that there was, there's probably at least a couple Voltron RPGs out there by now. But as as for the the Eldritch horror or the psychic horror or the animal horror, like uh, yeah, like well, um, yeah, what was it? Tail Chaser's song it was a a book about cats. It was Watership Down about cats, right? I believe you're. I believe you have the right name. Yeah, there's, if I Tad Williams, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens is. Don't spoil they, it. I haven't read it. Okay. Uh, well, let me tell you about Cat Hell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a bad version of the Gestalt in there where all the tortured cats scream and form into. Yeah, it's, it's, that sounds terrible. Oh, it is terrible. Well, the villains that they stat up as Gestalts mm-hmm. here in the pages of this Rifter are pretty terrifying and creepy. I'm I'm impressed with what they did with it. I want to do a specific call out on that. Whoever did the background writing for Flyboy, mm-hmm. dumb name, excellent character Agreed. description. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are all really cool. And honestly, the art, like the art there for what? It, what is that? Bubonic. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Uh, who is this? Who is this? That's uh, it's Wayne, isn't it? No, that I'm not Wayne familiar. Smith. I th- I think that's Freddie Williams. Oh, the art. Maybe. Excuse me. I don't know. It's really good. Yes, very much so. I'm assuming that's Freddie Williams because it's a W with the yeah. Maybe, dear listener, let us know. <laughs> okay, I have no opinion on these adventures. I don't know how good I, or bad they are. As I read the whole thing. It was. There is a building, there's an atmospheric building through it that I really liked. Mm-hmm. The storm keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. It's it's rough. Like they they it's family members dismembered, all in all in service of of finding this little girl. And, and like it's it's a brutal little adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's there's ugliness in there. Yeah. No, I I loved this one. Mm-hmm. It first of all, some of the stronger writing for uh BTS adventures, beyond the supernatural uh-huh. adventures. Uh second of all, it 
does what horror slash supernatural games need to do, which is have a train track that's moving forward that your party is not necessarily stuck on. Yeah. But that train's still moving forward. There's and time. You have to do something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that train is going to go from station A to station B. Yeah. <laughs> Sense of urgency has yeah. to be in place. Otherwise, you are doing exactly what I'm doing right now with my Starfield addiction, where <laughs> I've been giving these quests and they're like, okay, we need you to go do this. This urgent. These pirates are going to attack any minute. I'm like, well, I'm not strong enough to fight these pirates. So I say, yes change to a different quest and then go to the other end of the galaxy level up for 10 levels come back and the pirates are just arriving yeah (laughs) and a a special call out was when i got to page 42 uh which is part of this adventure Mm -hmm. i literally stopped and had to imdb exactly when supernatural came out the uh, television show Supernatural. This was before. Oh, that. right. Yeah. I, don't, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that has such supernatural vibes going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. This also, the way the villain works is the way I would work if I snapped. I mean, without, <laughs> with, with, without like the, the bloodshed brutality, but the traps he sets up everywhere, that, that's, that's a very Matthew thing to do. No, what do y'all think about the one that follows that? Dark Consequences. It's only a two-pager. I mean, it was okay. It's got some good hooks there, but that's how I look at it and think about it. It's not really an adventure. It's just a series of hooks. Yeah. It's more like we designed this really cool NPC. Mm-hmm. Here's how to work it into your campaign. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's an adventure asset, not an adventure. Yep. I, I was honestly really taken by the one before, and that kind of made the one to follow just, you know, it, it was good. It's solid, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. The one before set the bar pretty high. Yeah. Followed by survivalist militia men. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> For Nightbane. Of love, all things. Oh my God. I, so again, again, <laughs> I am going to go, I will stay on record by, by saying that I don't understand personally. I mean, okay, I do understand, but I don't understand why people would play Nightbane and play anything other than a Nightbane. It's in the fucking title. However, these guys are hilarious. I would, oh. I would absolutely play this. This is very this much up like my alley. They took the systems failure game, which came out this year, uh-huh. and took the character concepts from system failure and just drifted them over into Nightbane. Yeah. Yeah. At 100%. I loved this section so much. The story uh, was good, too. The story was awesome. <laughs> Complete uh, with an advertisement for systems failure on mm-hmm. the last page of this section. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This would also potentially, you know, can lift a lot of stuff from this for um, um, the uh, Land of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, what, dead what? Rain. Dead Rain. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, thank you for filling in the uh, that. Um, yeah. No, it it was weird because, like, there were so many points going, like, did somebody crib notes from an old Inamine militia game I ran about five years prior to this? <laughs> Which was inspired by the comic Shotgun and Mary. <laughs> uh, Shotgun Mary. Did you watch Warrior Nun? Uh, I haven't watched the movie, but I actually read the, the comic no, book. The for... show on Netflix oh, is no. a series called Warrior hmm. Nun, and one of the characters is Shotgun Mary. Yeah. Yep. And it's an interesting new take on the character that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, as a follower of uh, both Warrior Nun and Shotgun Mary back in the comic book days, they originally started out mm-hmm. crossing over pretty frequently yes. as kind of this great 
uh, you just haven't seen enough yet, young lady, <laughs> sort of vibe mm-hmm. that I... <laughs> you know, as someone who grew up with a uh, bomb shelter that his dad built, <laughs> I would have to say that this is accurate. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going to leave it there because I don't know... <laughs> I don't know what else happens, yeah. but th- there's there's a lot of accuracy here. Yeah, I'll, I, all I'm going to say is I don't like to be called out in books like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, next we have uh, the continuation of Ramon Perez's um, Rift's Machinations mm-hmm. of Power, I think. No, Machinations of Doom. Uh, again, Ramon Perez, you are my favorite of all time Palladium artists. One day we will meet, and I will give you a, a nice bro hug. I, I thought he was going to say back rub. Like, I would have put money down that he was back to say back rub. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll give back I will give too. you It'll be a back rub, Ramon yeah. Perez. <laughs> his art is my, in like, my mental pictures of rifts are his art. Mm. Yeah. And it's really good. I'm, again, my ta- my take is that we should hold off on it. Until we can review the completed all together, yeah, yeah. Well, here's another part of something. This is part two of the uh, city of Arzno, which we get all of this again in an actual book mm-hmm. in Rifts. Yeah, but this was one of the problems of Nine and a Half, is because that was ages ago now, and now I don't remember <laughs> because Nine and a Half just kind of hit like a yep. a control alt deleted where I was at and just closed everything. The short version is that, uh, so the Arsno setting is kind of an extension of the New West, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of the ideas of the New West, which we haven't talked about on the podcast much, but Matthew, you were in a New West game that I ran, and it takes ideas from Vampire Kingdoms, yep. and it presents the idea of a subtle takeover. Yeah, right. That is different than the Vampire Kingdom. So there's like a growing threat outside of the Vampire Kingdoms. Actually, I think it's really good. And it has some really cool techno wizard gear as shown in this book. And some really cool personal rides. Mm-hmm. Um, Abel would have been very, very happy with the Sandstorm or or the Whirlybird. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough, when I was reading The Weapon Mage, I was also thinking about everything you were talking about with Arsno and everything. And the mental image I got for the Weapon Mage OCC they present is the grandfather from Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Especially when he comes mm-hmm. slamming through the, the, with the truck at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool class. I don't really have much opinions on it. It's not something that I think I would play. Oh, same. But uh, for for those who like crafting magic things, then this is a good class that is a non-TK crafter. Now, I want to get to my favorite part of this book, which is starting on page 79. Agreed. The details of space, stellar objects, survival in space, stellar events like stellar storms, Ley lines in space. How do comets work? Space <laughs> magic. This is so good. Yes. These spells are so fascinating. And I think this works hand in hand with my favorite Rift's book yet, which is Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have greatly appreciated this section because as having a being a huge fan of Mutants in Orbit, mm-hmm. the yeah. supplement for both Rifts and TMNT. Uh, and having run a couple Mutants in Orbit games, it 
they went through and fixed some of the mistakes they made or maybe didn't think out all the way through in mutants in orbit with how space vacuum and other stuff works gave better rules for it and then added so much more and i loved it yeah they even gave space mages i love it i liked i liked a lot of the uh just the the useful things the like this is a sphere of vacuum this is recompression this is refresh air this is resist vacuum Mm -hmm. you know this is you know the 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 space flight the movement ones too Mm mm-hmm yeah. Well, it got me, uh, uh, not just Manhunters, but uh, what was that comic series? Uh, Star Jammers with Corsair mm-hmm. yep, yep, and, and the Excalibur team. Yeah. Now, the thing that I didn't have a chance to look up, where is this Rifter positioned in the timeline to when Phase World came out? Phase World came out in the 90s. Yeah. yeah so this okay. is after. Yeah. This is yeah, after. Yeah. It actually says at the beginning that this can be used in... Phase World, I believe. Yeah, I couldn't remember if Phase World was had just come out, yeah. was about to come out, or had been out for a while. So I immediately looked for ways to abuse this because that that's what I do. And I would like to say that spaceflight, sublight, spaceflight, superluminal. If your character's about to go out and you don't like who's on that planet below you, may I recommend spaceflight, superluminal self? <laughs> <laughs> My God. And we close the book out with two more continuations of ongoing stories. The Siege of Tolkien, starting with chapter 42 in Mm -hmm. here. And we are now on chapter 10 of The Hammer of the Forge. I think, I could be mistaken, I think this might signal the end of the Siege of Tolkien. Because of those two words. The end. Mm. So, we'll see. Uh, I, I have to go back now and read the whole thing. Which is fine. I like rifts. I like some of the rifts fiction. <laughs> some of it's a little forced, but there's some good stuff out there. I can't comment on it because I haven't read this stuff yet. So this also contains a relic that I believe we need to own. Okay. One, you know, like we need to bring to this table. And that is on page 16, the magic of Palladium books. This could be a, a pre-rifter. It sounds like. Yes. Uh, in 88 to 91, Palladium published a 16-page newsprint tabloid that featured news, coming attractions, a letters page, special source book features, not a rifter. But it, it did have a whole bunch of, like, um, source material for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness beyond the supernatural, Robotech, including a Lancer's Rockers addendum, and other stuff. And I, I, I think... That, that's one of the things that could get lost to time. And I think, like, as, as a project, we need an actual copy. I looked them up. It's about 30 bucks. Did it get reprinted then? Because it says here there's only, like, 800 copies. And I kind of get the feeling that it might have vanished. Was there, like, a new, a later reprinting? Maybe. I know nothing about this book. What's funny is it's still listed. There's still information about it on the Palladium website. Okay. Excellent. And with the specific caveat that no, we no longer carry Robot Attack VHS tapes. Do not try to order one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, <laughs> you just have to be like, no, no. And that's Rifter 10, folks. That's Rifter 10. Yeah. I honestly thought it was a strong issue i did too with one of the less less strong covers yeah yeah yeah, the cover seems kind of generic superhero lady yeah Eh, it's all right it's it's worth your eight bucks yeah yeah eight bucks yep eight dollars 
I'm not sure how much I paid for it because I got a version from the Palladium website with an order. It is signed. Nice. First printing, too. Nice. Yeah. Any final thoughts? I, 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 I want to kill the part of me that looks through a new um, area and says, how is this breaking the game? Like, I, I want to kneel on that part's uh, chest and strangle it to death because... Like looking at the super luminal, looking at the other things, I just I, I I shouldn't be thinking that way. My my thought with something like that is the GM ultimately has should have control over everything in the game. And if a class like that is going to be introduced, then the GM needs to trust the player playing that mm-hmm. character. But also the GM needs to be running a campaign where that character even makes sense. Yeah, like if if I am going to be running a Star Jammers like superheroes in space campaign, then that character makes perfect sense because yeah. at that point we've escalated the level of everyone. These guys aren't hunting bad guys in space; they are fighting other super people. Right. So at that point, you know, we've got some checks and balances. Yeah, in that's place. valid, I suppose. The other thing is, is that part of my brain's always going for like uh, doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but I'm coming at it from a game master point of view, which is what are you little protect. bastards going to do? <laughs> and I think that is something that you see a lot with rifts and you also mm-hmm. see with new GMs players to rifts is that rifts is a fire hose. Oh yeah. And it does not come with any kind of filters <laughs> or sieves or spigots or valves or anything in place. The GM is expected to bring all of that because when you open that book, a fire hose of imagination is blasted into your face. Mm -hmm. And if you just keep letting that fire hose go, your campaign is going to run out of your control within seconds. Yeah. Most important word in a Riff's GM's lexicon is no. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Because I mean, yeah, there's it, it's not crunchy. You know, there's there's not a rule for everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But I want to play this character from the South America book. No. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. Uh, that was Rifter Ten. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, been fun. Great to have the band back together. Yeah. 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 It's been a while. Yeah, thanks for listening. And it's weird to be in the same room again. I I don't know uh, if there's any sound difference because you're you're skilled at your job. But um, yeah, this is my first time like appearing thanks. in front of these these people in a long time, and I'm in the middle. Nice. Yeah. Well, we got a few more. So if you're session. hearing me go Dolby Stereo Surround Sound, it's because I'm looking from one of them to the other. If you are <laughs> hearing him in Dolby Stereo Surround Sound, I want to know how you made that magic happen. Because I release all these episodes in mono. <laughs> Let me know what wizardry you did. Techno wizardry, indeed. Techno wizardry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Starships, magic, mystic martial arts, romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback, and you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. And it's been a pleasure talking with you today. 
Have a good one. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.